We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by this week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 35, and we got all kinds of Browns coverage. We got the Buckeyes coming up for the first time next weekend. We got so much more, and to talk all of it, we are joined by our very special guest, the co-host of The Next Level with Gerard Cherry and Matt Fontana on ESPN Cleveland. It is Emmett Golden. Emmett's going to stop in talk about the four and two Browns talk about the Baker Mayfield talk and then again we will dive into the Browns upcoming game with the Bengals and the Ohio State Buckeyes upcoming game with Nebraska to kick off their season all that plus our garage beers of the week so come on up the driveway pull out a lawn chair crack open your favorite cold one and join us for garage beers All right, and welcome on in, everybody, to the Garage Beers Podcast. It's episode 35, if you can believe that. Uh, with you, as always, your host, Michael Keefe. You can find me online at Garage Beers Mike on both Twitter and Instagram. And remember to go follow the page at The Garage Beers, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook as well. Uh, with me, as always, my awesome co-hosts over on the east side of Cleveland, Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's going on, Chad? No, nothing much. Uh, just... Can't wait to share my scary movie story with you guys tonight. I finally oh get to share it. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's going to be the worst B-movie horror movie you guys have ever heard, and I cannot wait to tell you about it. You, you don't speak for me. Do you, I, might, I might have seen some terrible B-horror movies. I guarantee <laughs> you have not seen this one, especially while you were drunk. I guarantee <laughs> you have not seen this one. 
All right. Well, I'm excited for that. Down in Nashville, Tennessee, Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's going on, Joe? Uh, I almost got the assist in our softball game this week. Oh, I was close. Sitting at zero assists. I was close. It it turned out if it was like a one hop throw to third, I would have had him. But it was like a twelve hop throw. So uh, there's there's some room for improvement. Um, you know, we're just we're gonna look at the film and uh, come back next week a little better. I'm excited. You know, I believe that over the course of your softball career, which really is just getting going, yeah. you'll get that outfield assist. I believe in you. I thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we're going to bring in our special guest. We are really, really excited for this. Uh, he is the co-host of The Next Level uh, with Gerard Cherry and Matt Fontana on ESPN Cleveland. He's also a primetime host for ESPN Radio. Uh, you can hear him on The Next Level weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. We are super excited to bring in the one and only Emmett Golden. What's going on, Emmett? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, we Happy appreciate you here. coming on. We appreciate you coming on, uh, doing what you do. We're going to talk a little sports. <laughs> it sounds good. That's, I have the World Series on right now, although I was just out here watching AEW wrestling with my son um, for a little bit. But I said, all right, maybe I'll put the World Series on now, see what Blake Snell is doing. Yeah, we uh, they are – I don't know. Tampa, we can get into the World Series a little bit too, right, yeah. but I feel like Tampa's just <laughs> hanging by a thread and it's only a matter of time. Right. But we'll see what happens. So the World Series Game 2 is going on right now. we got all kinds of other stuff to talk about, but a little different than your show. Uh, the first thing we got to start with is we got to talk about our beers, uh, and that is our segment, our Garage Beers of the Week segment. That kicks us off every week. So uh, we always let our special guest go first and introduce uh, to the listeners your Garage Beer of the Week this week. So, Emmett, what's your Beer of the Week? Well, I'm going, you know, just regular Bud Light. Let me take a sip here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, you know, you hear me talk about it on the radio. I started uh, working with Affinity Whole Health and, you know, really trying to get back being active. And I've been feeling great lately. So I've cut down the beer drinking during the week, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, which is probably better, you know, <laughs> better for me health wise. <laughs> uh, because I felt like, you know, I was just chained to my my couch, you know, yeah. with beer and wings on a daily basis. So uh feeling uh, feeling real good. But you know, a, a nice light beer will always do the trick. Well, yeah. listen, two things. One, you're in good company. And two, we appreciate your sacrifice. Uh yes. of, of having a weekday <laughs> beer with us. But right. uh, so far, Bud Light's on the podcast, and you guys can let me know if I miss anybody. But uh former Cleveland Brown uh from the original dog po- dog pound days, Felix Wright had a Bud Light with us. Okay. okay. Uh uh you're a pro wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh pro wrestling legend Al Snow had Bud Light with us. Nice. Uh, so you're nice. in good company with the Bud Lights. Yeah, for sure. See, if you ever uh, have Dolph Ziggler on, he'll have a natural light because that's what he's into. He's uh, a <laughs> oh. we're gonna Natty we're gonna light. this. Yeah, and people might get mad at us, but we actually had Dolph on. Okay, and nice. it didn't record. <laughs> oh yeah, and it oh. is. It was devastating. Wow. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a real yeah. bummer. Yeah, when you when you do this for a while, that happens uh, yes. a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> it happens <laughs> once in a while. So if you're listening, yeah. we're working on it. We're going to try to get him back. Uh, but uh, uh, if we can do that, you'll want to listen to that one. But uh, sure. so Emmett's bringing on the Bud Light. Uh, again, making the sacrifice. Weekday beers. Love that. Let's send it over to the east side to Chad. What's your garage beer of the week this week? Uh, well, you got, like I've told you guys before, I'm a Sam Adams guy. Like that's my... 
those are my go-to beers. Like, you know, if I'm not trying something different, I see some Sam Adams in the store. Uh, that's what I'm getting. And today I've got a Sam Adams. It's the, uh, it's their pumpkin ale that they just came out with the Jacko pumpkin ale. And it, you know, it's, it's nice and refreshing actually real. Subtle. It's really good. It is. It's, it's really? real good. Uh, it's nice and smooth. There's no real big bite to it. It's just, it's just a good solid pumpkin ale and I I'm enjoying it. Not very strong, only 4.4%, but, um, I mean, I don't, I don't need to get drunk on a weekday. <laughs> That's an all-nighter. That's an all-nighter, Chad. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> don't need to, but still might. Still, but yeah. You can, right? Yeah. 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 You can do whatever you want to do, right? I am a grown man. Go to work. Right. You're fine. Right? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't want to. I'm just saying I don't, you know, I don't need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Joey, what's your garage beer this week? Uh, I just moved out to this new place that has a growler fill station right by me, and I got oh, nice. this uh, – uh, Zans, uh, but it's like C Z A N N S is the name of the brewery. It's a national brewery, and it's their Belgian wit. Uh, it's super good, like <laughs> super malty. It's like my non-pumpkin fall-time beer. Um, I love. It's it. a brewery with like zero vowels in the name. Yeah, there is one A. There is one A, and then like two letters that just don't go together unless you're from like Eastern Europe or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then, well, then the brewery would have been like twenty-four letters. Yeah, that's right, right, right. Just, would have no idea how to pronounce it. This is really just the abbreviation of a much longer name, I'm sure. Guys, you, that made me sad thinking about that because just uh, and we didn't talk. We should have talked about this last week. We didn't talk about it. Just a devastating piece of information. Uh, this has been like the worst outside of like, obviously people and health, the worst thing about COVID in Cleveland, uh, speaking of Eastern European stuff, uh, Sokolowski's uh, yeah. is gone and I'm crushed. Yeah. I'm crushed. Yeah. I'm hoping that like, I don't know if it'll ever be back the way that it was. Cause it was kind of like a cafeteria yeah. style. But I'm hoping that somebody, some investors can kind of come in and maybe reimagine it a certain way because it yeah. is a shame that, that, you know, a staple in Cleveland had to shut down. There's got to be one of those, you know, one of the just the rich people from Cleveland that's going to look at that. That own go. everything else. Yeah. They're going to look at that. <laughs> yeah, nope, right. that's not happening. Right. It's, right. it's yeah. like now people now, that own everything in Cleveland. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Where's Dan Gilbert when you need him? Right. right. Exactly. Now that's official because I thought I saw he was like like muddling over it a little bit. They but put it, the but they put the building up for sale. Uh, yeah, they're looking for someone to buy it. Yeah. I think, but I think yeah. if no one buys it, then they're done. Yeah. I've had the, I've had the food, but I've just never been there. So I mean, you guys have. Mm. Yeah, oh. what was that wide eyed look yeah, for? It's, it's funny. It's it's I'm the same way because they would bring stuff to the station all the yeah. time. So I like I've I've had their food before, but I haven't been there. Right. I know uh, Munch, Mark Munch Bishop, who I love to death. Like that was his like place. He loved he loved that place and talked it up all the time. Same. That was it, it. Was such a it was a fun place to hang out. It was comfortable for years, and I think he just passed away last year. They had a, a guy just playing the piano in there, uh, wow. just playing like old like old songs or the polka songs or whatever. It just was just this perfect little Eastern European place. And the food is just the craziest, most delicious food. But yeah, uh, Cleveland icon, Sokolowski's, unless, unless a miracle happens, uh, another casualty of the COVID, that's a bummer. So, right. Let's get back to better news. we got to get to my 
uh, Garage Beer of the Week. Again, Joe, when you send me yours, make sure you spell it so that I know who to tag in that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here I sit. Now, when this comes out, I'll be on my way home back to Cleveland. But here I sit in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, and there's like nothing here. Uh, so I was like, oh, shoot, I need to get some beers for the podcast. And I went to like the Sheets. And they don't have like Sheets up by like where Avon they got like a million mm-hmm. beers in there. You can yeah, buy all yeah, kinds yeah. of beers oh, in there. Oh, you walk in like freezer yeah, yeah. and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. They don't have that here. P- PA's got some weird freezer. rules. PA's got some weird rules out it's here. It's crazy. Yeah. So they, they have the walk-in freezer and there's nothing good in it. So when there's nothing good in it, I go to whatever the cheapest thing I can find is. And I have a beer that was established in 1865. God. It was three dollars and sixty-five cents for a six-pack, and it's called Ooh. Hams. <laughs> Hams, get out of here! America's Google that <laughs> America's classic premium beer, born in the land of sky blue waters. Oh, and I'm going to oh, tell you something, man. guys. It's pretty all right. It's not really. Right. It's not right. bad. Like, yeah, I like cheap beer. I don't have a problem drinking cheap beer at no. all, right? If, if if it works and it tastes something like beer, then you know it, it's good enough. This has that like old school beer taste. It's 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 the same thing for me with like Genesee Cream Ale. It's I love Jenny Cream Ale. It's kind of like that. It, it's great. So man, but, I, with I, the I way, but with the way they described it, it's like it's like the Fiji of of cheap beers. Like it's not <laughs> it's not touched. Until it's filtered through our machines and made from forged from sky blue waters of here's, upper here's a pop Pennsylvania. Quiz. Here's a pop quiz. It's not brewed in Pennsylvania. Here's a pop oh. quiz. Born in the land of sky blue waters. Where do you think that is? Maine? Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Milwaukee. Oh, come on. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> come on. That's the land of like golden miller light that's not sky blue right. waters. dark brown waters wow that's a stretch <laughs> milwaukee right so anyways right. those are our garage beers of the week remember to share with us your garage beers of the week to you guys cheers and to you the listeners cheers, cheers. let's get cheers. into some let's get into some sports and we'd be remiss well actually before we get to that emmett you did something fun on twitter and, and, and now i gotta know the answers from the guys here okay but i want i need your explanation on this too because you said, I got a question on Twitter. You said, what is one thing you refuse to skimp on? And mm-hmm. your answer was soap. Yes. Yes. What kind of like expensive <laughs> soaps are you out there buying? Um, really any kind. Like when I when I run out of like body wash or soap, I go to like whether it's Giant Eagle or Walgreens or whatever. And I walk through, I literally look for like if if it's like two bucks, nah, man, I'm not messing with it. But if it's like four or five dollars, like six, seven, I'm like, oh, this might be pretty good. I'm um I'm weird. Like I take two showers a day. It's like my like a shower in the morning makes me feel good. I get up, I'm ready to go. Um I don't wear yeah. much cologne either. Yeah. Um, but I like smelling clean. I feel like when yeah. you smell like a good soap, then everybody's like, Well, we ain't gotta worry about him. He's <laughs> 
So I shower in the morning to get me going. And then I shower, you know, um, usually after I get back from the gym, but at night anyway, just to kind of calm me down and get me ready uh, to end my day. But yeah, I love soap. I love soap. It doesn't, doesn't matter as long as it's moisturizing and expensive. I'm buying it. <laughs> Listen, if you know Emmett and you're out there looking for Christmas presents, uh, birthday gifts, is. look for the finest soaps. And he will appreciate. right, right, right. So it's funny. I always like for Christmas every year. Somebody gets me like the Bath and Body Works, like men stuff. Yeah, yeah. which like, hey, I love if you're uh, any of your marketing consultant listening. That's cool with me. Hey, but, no free um, ads. No free ads. Right, but but it like dries my skin out, and that's kind of what how I learned like that I needed like better soap. Is I would just use anything. Then I started to notice I just be sitting around doing like this and i'm like why am i itching like it doesn't make any sense it's like you idiot your skin's dry and i was like oh i need to invest in some better soap and like i mean i probably could have just put lotion on but um i'm like no i need better soap so that's what i invest in soap is the thing that i will not uh cut any corners on so i want to throw that around because that had me curious Mm. for joe it had me curious for chad what are some things that you guys don't skimp on by the way, Bath and Body Works, if you're listening, call, uh, contact Joe, Mike, and myself for a sponsorship <laughs> opportunity. Um, uh, God, uh, shoes, running shoes, running shoes, mm-hmm. exercise shoes. Mm-hmm. I, I do not, I do, with how much, I'm a, I'm a pretty active guy. Like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I run marathons, half marathons. I do you know, all these high impact, like, you know, workouts like the P90Xs, the Insanities, all those. I, I can't have cheap workout shoes because otherwise I wouldn't be able to get through them. You know, my, my feet would kill me. I I got, I got really bad shin splints. You know, when at the end of my marathon training, because uh, I didn't switch shoes, you know, I just wore out, wore out my shoes. So I am not skimping on like a hundred, $150. That's one thing I have no problem like getting good quality, like training shoes. Probably a common answer. uh, Yeah. Well, shoes, the most common answer, and hopefully I don't steal anybody's thunder, but it was toilet paper. Oh, like, yeah, oh okay. that was the the most common answer okay. that we got. And that we, is I such mean, a tons, good answer. Yeah, That's tons a great of answer. response on Twitter. We got a bunch of response on the phone from people, and toilet paper was number one by okay. far. And I agree with yeah. that hundred yeah. percent. That was a really yeah. good call. Necessary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Super <laughs> necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why I love, like, one of the reasons I love working at ESPN Cleveland, uh, we have a young lady named Nikki that, that works there, and she's kind of in charge of just making sure that we have everything we need. And she always buys the finest toilet paper they oh. make. Right? That, <laughs> like, that I, goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, I've never oh. seen toilet paper so luxurious in my life. And everybody, all the guys are like, yeah, you know what? Pretty good toilet paper. <laughs> it's going in using the toilet paper, coming out with like a British accent. Mm, right, right. <laughs> it feels it like a feels like a cloud right on your bottom. Right. <laughs> like right you Joe, feel bad throwing it away, right? <laughs> Do we right, save this right. then? Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Joe, what do you not skimp on? Um, as someone that skimps on almost everything. <laughs> um i would say probably anything that has to do with the kitchen is the only thing i don't skip on because i love cooking uh so i do all like the kitchen gadgets like i do like the 
the air fryer, the the juicer, the the smoothies, like rice maker, like all those little gadgets. Those are like my like little like splurge moments. Um, and uh, other than that, like I'm literally thinking like the last shoes I bought were probably like a year ago. The last like shirt and clothes were probably like a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I do buy soap, but I buy the Irish Spring bulk. So. Um, oh, okay. You right. know, I mean, it's like smells good, but it's he's very itchy. Right. Now, right. Joe, <laughs> now, Joe, now, Joe, uh, does any of these gadgets help you cook bacon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or, oh, <laughs> no, funny enough, none of, them are, none of them are directed to bacon. It still takes a full 25 minutes for me to cook bacon. So, you know, I'm funny. I will not I'm speed funny. up that process. Minutes, Emmett. All about That's love. It's all about the love. I, I guess so. That's definitely the slow, slow cooks bacon. Sure. It's slow. It's slow. Right. But if you put it in the oven, you put it on some parchment paper, it's the crispiest, mm-hmm. best bacon you've ever had. Yeah, and that's one of the one of the things we did on like we actually asked a lot of our guests, what's the best way to cook bacon? Oven, skillet, um, or microwave. And we kind of threw out the microwave because everybody's like, come on, man, microwave bacon sucks. Like right. it just yeah. does. Like we know that. So the air fryer was the other one uh, uh, yeah. that we put in there. But a lot of people do like to put bacon in the oven. That's what we yeah. found out. That bacon would be cooking in the oven for 25 minutes. I'd be at the skillet waiting for the bacon to cook in the oven, just burning the shit out of some bacon in a right. <laughs> so I could have some. Yeah, you throw it in the skillet, you flip it once, you're like, all right, you're good. Yeah, you, you make your snack <laughs> bacon and then you make your eating bacon in the oven. Right there yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Emmett, Emmett, I've had to question friendships over like people wanting like rubbery bacon. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, Mm-mm. no, no. There's a fine line. There's a, definitely a certain level of it, but now nah, it's got to be cooked for yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm kind of a funny. I'm kind of funny when it comes to the skimping thing because like. I feel like I don't skimp or not skimp. I think I'm just kind of an idiot, and I just buy whatever's in front of me. <laughs> Like, like, oh, I need shoes. Hey, look, a pair of shoes. I guess I'll buy those. Uh, but I would say maybe the one area, personally, I don't skimp, uh, would be either beers, because mm-hmm. spend too much money on that, or like meats. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't buy yeah. like, even if we were at like certain grocery stores, I'll get the meat somewhere else. I'll go to like, there's a little butcher by where I live, right. or. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the grocery stores have much better selections than others. So I would say maybe meat, like steaks and stuff like that. I don't skimp on that. Otherwise, again, I'm just kind of an idiot. I just put something in front of me and I'll probably buy it. It's fine. Yeah. The only other thing that I'm really conscious of that I'm like, I don't care what it costs. If I need it, I'll get it. Is anything that has to do with my job. You know, oh, sure. um, like headphones, like I, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, I've <laughs> I got a, a Mac and an iPad, and I don't know if I really need all of it, but I like to have options when I'm sitting yeah. there, you know, hey. doing doing my show. So I believe in like investing your craft. So yeah, my wife doesn't really care for it, but <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, I need the brand new iPad. What's wrong with your old one? Don't show her the receipt. Don't show her the receipt. <laughs> Oh no, no! That's that's, uh, the, she said, "Where'd you get this?" Oh, I had this for us. The station, <laughs> the station, the station bought us these. Yeah, I right, promise. Right. Yeah. Sure. Really. All right. So let's get into the biggest thing happening in Cleveland sports right now. Obviously, the Browns uh, wasn't the most fun weekend of all time, as uh, the biggest game on the schedule so far. Everything, everybody had it circled, did not go our way. Uh, and the Browns got absolutely stomped by the Steelers. Uh, I just think it's so 
Like, I don't know. The, the, would you have said Absolutely that everybody right now. What you're going through, well, that's like everyone. Like, but like, I feel speechless. I feel okay about it because maybe I just yeah. – I'm looking at other teams out there going, are the Browns as good as, like, those teams? Not yet. So, yeah. like, I, there's just this thing in me. I said, we're four and two. And, of course, I don't want to get smoked by the Steelers and the Ravens. But we're four and two. If they finish the season 500, they've won 10 games. Mm-hmm. And I think this panic is so weird to me. This like this outrage that they got beat. Like there's better teams in them right now. But like, do you not remember the last 10 years? Right, right. I mean, you look at their their four and two, and I mean, there are a lot of people that would have given up their first child for the Browns yeah. for the four and two after <laughs> six games. Um, you know, there's no doubt about that. I think that the Browns fans heading into the game, they felt so confident that the Browns, like, they're for real. Like, they're they're there with Pittsburgh. They're there with Baltimore, even though Baltimore smoked them uh, to start. It felt like, yeah, that's all right, we're here. Because I know, I mean, I don't, I'm not a shit talker, but the show that I do on the weekend, I do it with a, a gentleman named Dallin Cuff, and he's from, uh, he works with the ACC Network, but he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was talking crazy to him. <laughs> I was talking crazy. Like, just wait, just wait, and you better not, you know, be quiet when we do our next show because you're going to have to deal with it. And he, you know, just kind of texts me like, oh, yeah, like after the game. Okay, I'll make sure I'm quiet, you know. <laughs> fortunately enough, fortunately enough, our show got canceled this weekend due to the uh, baseball oh, game. So I, like, I, I oh. dodged that bullet. So that's why, that's why I think it is. I think people were excited and they wanted to be able to give it back to, to Steeler fans. Um, mm. And it was the way they lost too. like they just weren't in it. You know, right. they just weren't in it. Right after the pick six, I it think was everybody was like, yeah, it ain't in the cards um, today. So I think that's why everybody's so upset. And, you know, when that happens, you got to take it out on somebody. Baker didn't play well. So the natural thing to, to ask is what's going on? Is he the guy, you know, can he beat the big team? So I'm not surprised by it, you know, uh, being around it so much. But I already know they go, they beat – um, Cincinnati this weekend, everybody will be happy next week and they'll move on past the Pittsburgh thing. It's just funny to me. It's it's like, even if they played the Steelers again this weekend, like, listen, it just was what it was. Pittsburgh played really well. The Browns played really poorly. And mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a higher level than that, are the Steelers a better team right now than the Browns? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's no arguing that. But, like, would you – would you be like, oh, if the Steelers played the Browns again this weekend, they would beat them again 38 to whatever? No. Right. I, I, I don't right. think it's that – I don't think the dis, the disparity is that big. I think it was just one of those games. And, again, I don't think the Browns are better than the Steelers. I don't want to come across like an idiot here. Uh, but, <laughs> but I also think – I think the Browns still are, to an extent, more than they have been in most people's lifetimes – I think they are here. I think this is a good yeah. football team. They just played a bad game. I said it on today's show. I believe the Browns are a good football team. I don't think they're an elite football team. No. You know, we kind of went through some teams, and I think, like, in the AFC, there's probably four teams that I know are better than the Browns. Right. And that's it, which right. is great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you right. know, which is great, which, which is great. Um, so I like, I'm, I'm not upset with them. Um, but 
last week was terrible. Like awesome. last week sucked. You know, um, so I am ready to move on to it. You know, when you do shows during the week, usually, you know, Monday, you react, obviously, to the game. Tuesday, you kind of start to transition. It's been hard to get away from Steelers. because That's all. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. people want to, you know, want to talk about is that game. Hopefully by Friday, we'll be able to talk a little bit about Cincinnati. Now, you know, I, mean, I just I get it. You know, 18 of the last 20 years. We've been we've been losers. I mean, we'll call it like it is. We we've been a, just a losing football team. I, I, is it like so? I get that people want the Brown, want the Browns to be good right now. Like like even when they when they start to win, when they win a couple of games, they're they're just automatically yes. Like they they they, they overreact to it. Uh, but to me, it's it's like this is a team that is needs to learn how to win. I mean, if they oh, no go, if they no go doubt. 500 the rest of the season and win 10 games and make the playoffs, that's a huge leap. But I feel like most fans, if they don't win those games or or, or lose some of the games like they feel like the Browns should, that it's not it's it's not going to be satisfying enough for them. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's I think one of the things is the patience is gone. You know, yeah. and you and yeah. you need to be patient with this team. Like you, you really, if you sit down and think about it, like a logical human being, <laughs> you go, you got a first-time head coach. Baker's got nine uh, playbooks in his head, right? And all these right. guys are just trying to figure it out, and they're they're doing their best. And you go, all right, maybe we need to give this team a break. But it's been. 20 years right where you've been like man when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen so nobody has any patience for them which i like i understand um it's a shame but i totally get it i totally get it you know somebody if if somebody says i'm gonna take you out to dinner and 20 years later you still haven't gone to dinner you're gonna be like man forget forget it you know we're not waiting i'm done I'm not waiting on you to pick me up any longer because you've been lying to me for 20 years. So I like, I understand it. I totally get it. Uh, Yeah, I get it too. It's just, it's just, it's, but it's like the other flip of the coin where it's like, okay, it's finally like, it finally feels real that it's actually like real improvement. You know, it isn't like, right. It doesn't feel like, uh, like 2014, where it felt like, oh, they're just kind of catching lightning in a bottle here with Brian Hoyer, like for a minute, mm-hmm. and then they f that all up. But they're they're catching lightning in a bottle. That didn't even feel real, though. It just felt like, oh my god, they're like on this run, and how is this happening? This one actually feels like, okay, they have finally put the people in place that are finally going to make a difference. You finally have playmakers on this team. So, like, like Chad said, if you go ten and six and make the playoffs, we should all have a right free party in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, if you had a if you had a parade for zero and sixteen, you probably should have one for ten and six, right? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> right. I, I'm yeah. cool with us at this point. At this point, I'm cool with us being like Joey's Nashville Predators down there, hanging banners for like being number five in the conference. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Like, hey, we're not in last place this year. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, look at us. Right, we suck yeah, way less. We suck way less. (laughs) The reason why this feels different, though, guys, in my opinion, anyway, is Kevin Stefanski. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's Kevin yeah. Stefanski because they had they had playmakers last year. Like, it's ridiculous that they went you know six and ten last year. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Um, but this season, you can tell there's somebody, and this isn't a shot at Freddie when I when I use this word to describe Kevin, but there's somebody that's really smart yeah. on the sideline. And the reason why I go, man, I'm so disappointed in what happened with the Steelers, but I'm not down on the team, is because I know Kevin Stefanski learned a lot um, from that. Uh, I asked him what he learned on Monday, and he didn't give me any specifics. Uh, but Coach you know, answered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he did say that mm-hmm. he was like, you know, Emmett, there's plays I won't call again. There's yeah. decisions I'll make that I won't call again. And that's why, like, I feel confident in this team that it's different this year, and it all has to do with Kevin Stefanski. And I mean, I feel like an idiot because, I, you know, they were looking for a coach, and I'm like, you got to bring in Mike McCarthy. Oh. And look at the, you know, <laughs> oh, look yeah. like, look at the oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah, bullet there. Some of those takes, you, you know, you wish you'd get back, but I'm glad I was wrong, and there's no doubt in my mind that, like, Kevin Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski is going to be the coach here for a long time. If he's not, shame on the Haslam's. Can you even believe that we can even say that? Can we stop for a second and talk about what on God's green earth is happening in Dallas? They are having a mutiny. I I don't know that I, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it on this level. The, the directness of the quotes coming from players with the Cowboys right now saying like, quote, our coaches have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to coach. Like what? Yeah, it, it always that's, feels like it's a one-off. Like one player mm-hmm. says something crazy, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's that crazy player." But this is like, oh, the Cowboys players are saying, and I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen something like that before. It's wild to, to me. I like hear that, and I go, "Okay, you guys just want to blame somebody other than yourself, right?" Because uh, right. you know, Mike McCarthy has been successful as a coach, right? You lose Dak Prescott, that's going to hurt. And by the way, that offense was the number one offense in the NFL. Nobody was saying he didn't know how to call plays then, right? Right. You lose Dak, the defense has issues, right? I think that, you know, probably need some better players and maybe a better coordinator on defense. I'll listen to that because they get lit up. But that offense was humming. You lose Dak and then Zeke starts fumbling every time he touches the ball. That's not on coaching. That's not on coaching at all. And I just think these guys expected so much more and it's really bad. And none of them are going to look in the mirror. They're like, oh, this is, this is <laughs> get him out. Get him out. I did my job. Yeah, I did my <laughs> job. I don't know. Um, but the, the owner down there, you know, is so wild. Who knows what he will do, you know. Um, but the contracts are guaranteed. So I'm sure McCarthy isn't sweating too much. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Back up here, we've got to deal with the other thing we got to deal with besides this relatively loud group of fans that just aren't happy at four and two, which is crazy. Uh, we are also dealing with what we are so familiar with in Cleveland with the Browns, which is the Baker doubt, the quarterback doubt. Uh, here's my question first before we get into the rest of that. I don't, I think the answer is no, uh, but. Should Baker Mayfield have played this week? Yeah. You think he yeah, should have? I think so. Yeah, I think he, I think he should have. If you're cleared by the doctors, right, and if you say, coach, I'm well enough to play. Now, if the doctors are telling him something different, like there's a high risk of him being injured again, if there's anything, anything like that, then he shouldn't have played. 
Um, but, you know, and even if Baker felt like, man, you know what, I'm probably going to hurt the team if I'm out there. Um, and I, you know, I, Fontana was saying like, no player is going to walk up to the coach and say, Hey coach, don't bring me in there. Right. But they would, you know, they would protect the guy though, you know, sure. from himself. And, and I also believe that Stefanski smart enough to know if a guy has the ability or not, he was limited in practice and they saw him throw. And we saw him throw like his his problem. It wasn't like he didn't have zip on the ball. Um, he just didn't know who the hell he was throwing it to, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like if I saw the ball wobbling all over the place and if I saw short pat like passes falling short, then I would have been like, man, the ribs are really affecting him. And I'm not saying they didn't affect him at all, but I don't think he struggled due to his ribs. I think he struggled yeah. um, because Pittsburgh's really good. And they they disguised a bunch of stuff up, and he didn't know what he was looking at. And I think he knew that T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree weren't far away from him. And I think that's the struggle. I don't think it was so much injury, you know, injury related. You know, we had Bernie Kozar on every um, Friday on the next mm-hmm. level. Like Bernie, I mean, Bernie had all type of bruised ribs and all type <laughs> of stuff like that. Was still able to play at a at a you know a high level. Yeah. So I would have played him. You know, if my doctors tell me that he's all right and he tells me I'm all right, I want to get out there, then let's go. But, you know, the thing is, I'm going to hold you to that healthy, you know, uh, expectation. Yeah. And that's one thing I think that gets uh, over. It's getting overlooked in this Baker, this latest Baker doubt in that's the in this in in this last week's game is is that (laughs) I mean, yeah, he made some bad decisions, but that that's I don't think people are giving enough credit to that Steeler defense who is basically on his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn near every single damn near every single time he dropped back so i yeah, yeah. i i think that it's um yeah I, I think that's something that's getting overlooked yeah yes he does have a lot to improve on like he doesn't seem like he can bounce back when he gets pressured in, in mm-hmm. a game but but man that's that Steeler defense was just swarming that game yeah and it, it's hard for me because i really pride myself on on being fair and not being somebody that's just going to sensationalize everything and just go for whatever the hottest mm-hmm. take is um, so I, I've been struggling with that because I go like, man, you know what? The Steelers do that to everybody, you know, yeah. and teams still find a way to beat them. Now, it's not easy to beat the Steelers, no, but right. you're going to have pressure in your face. Like, the, <laughs> like when the last time you watch a Steelers game and they didn't get to the quarterback? Like, right. it never right. happens, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's part of it is something that you have to overcome. Um, but at the same time, I want to give credit to Pittsburgh, you know, too. So I I've been struggling with that after this game of trying to be fair, but also be like, Hey bro, this is the Steelers. Like, what do you expect? It ain't going to be a walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, all the Baker talk, uh, you know, and now we're going crazy. Now people are just going off the, I imagine you've had some crazy calls. Like people are calling for Matt Ryan, People are calling for now Ryan Fitzpatrick gets replaced and two starts <laughs> down there. People are calling no. for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm like, why are we doing this? No, no, no. Like, yeah. I mean, the Case Keenum stuff, they're like, oh, maybe we ought to give Case a shot. Like, no, no, no disrespect to Case, at Case Keenum at all. This is Baker Mayfield's team. He's the starter. They're four and two, right? They're four and two. And I don't think Baker's put together a full game yet this season, but they're four and two. So I'm willing to keep giving him opportunities, right? Until you know, then until you know that they can't win um, with him. And up to this point, I guess he's proved that he struggles against the really good teams. Uh, but 
like I'm not ready to talk about Case Keenum at all. You know, at all. I don't right. hang up on people, well, but I might. And you're hang talking up on about somebody. you're talking about <laughs> two of the three best teams in the AFC as well. Right. Like, these aren't right. like you know we're not getting smoked like this by you know the Bengals or the Jags right. or, or by the know. Jets. You know, yeah, but the Jets, hey, Jets just, beat you thirty something to six. These are those talk case Right, we have to have a conversation. Right, right. These are those top defenses. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's just. Go ahead, Chad. No, I was going to say at the end of the day, guys, what's the only stat that matters in the NFL? It's wins. That's it, and we've got four of them in six weeks. So let's just keep pressing forward and see if he can improve. I mean, why? 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 Why with all this? Why? Why? Just enjoy being it's, born too. It's like we're just used to it, though. It's it's like for for mm-hmm. for twenty one years, it has been ingrained in us that at some point, if the quarterback doesn't play well, pull him and get somebody else in there. It's just ingrained. That's how it works. And it's like he has been yeah. Baker that four game winning streak. Yeah, I know Baker wasn't throwing for three hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. I know he wasn't Russell Wilson out there. I know he mm-hmm. wasn't going crazy. But, like, Baker was playing really well. He was making smart plays. And, oh, yeah, we were the top rushing offense in football. So he didn't need to be thrown for 350 yards because they were getting everything they wanted on the ground. And so people are now using that, going, oh, even in the wins, he was only thrown for 210 yards. And, And I'm like, yeah, he was playing great. He was playing smart. He was efficient. The Browns had one of the most efficient offenses in football. Uh, right, and, and you hit a bump. You hit a bump in Pittsburgh. It is what it yeah, is. So, like the for me, it's what I notice is that when they run the ball and they can get Baker bootlegging and move the pocket, they could do that. Oh, the Browns are for real. Yeah. But when you have a serious pass rush on the edge and they keep Baker in the the pocket and they can't run the ball that's when, you know, it gets murky. And if you want to win a playoff game, you're going to have to win it probably from the pocket, you know, because you're going to face Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Titans, Chiefs. Like, yep. you're going to face, you know, those type of teams. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that's what it is. Is like, hey, if we're going to be elite, you got to be able to do it even if they take away the running game or if they take away the bootleg and stuff. So I think that's the, I think people are scared. Like, Oh my God, we can't win if we, that we can't run. And uh, maybe right now, no, but there's still plenty of season yeah. left. I can't, can you think of any other team out there that would just, that would start the year four and two and go into full blown, full blown panic mode after a loss? <laughs> no, no, no. But also I know like, Cleveland is scared as hell right now, right? Because at four and one, they were like, "Oh yeah, it's going down, right?" Like it's, 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 this is perfect. This is what we've been waiting for. And then you get blown out by a division rival, and they they treated the Browns like a little kid. They really oh, did. Yeah. Like, hey, good good job, little fella, get out of here, you know. Um, and now and Cleveland fans are like, "What if we're not good?" You know, what if we can only beat the bats? And what if we're not good? So I think that's the thing is you're right. Some of it is we're just accustomed and programmed to doing this. And I think the other part is it's just it's fear. Like we we're so close. You're so close. And you think about last season at the start of the year, like you got Odell, you got Nick yeah. Chubb, you got all your, Miles Garrett, you got all these playmakers. We're gonna be great. And then next thing you know, you're like, we can't beat Duck Hodges. 
You know, what I mean? like, yeah. like, what is that? You know, so that's I think that's where fans are coming from. They're like, man, you know, we kind of been through this last year, so I just think they're scared. Which I, I get it. I understand. I know we're all waiting for four and one to go to four and twelve, and you know, right, normal, right. but. Right, you're four that's... and one. You're all pumped. Next thing you know, you're four and six, and you're wondering where it all went wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. First wins. of all, do not speak that into existence. First of all, <laughs> yeah. number two. Yeah. I don't think that's happening with this group. I don't think that's happening think with this so. team. And I think they got a real good chance. Although, again, I know the team they're playing coming up this week is one four and one. I know the Bengals have had their issues, but I don't think that's a. I don't think they're a pushover team. I think they are no. a threat offensively. They're still not very good defensively, which should help the Browns. Uh, but uh, Browns come on with their second game of the year already against the Bengals and uh, looking to uh, looking to turn that ship around after that tough loss and do what Emmett said and get everybody happy in Cleveland again. It's such a real good God. Everybody needs a slump buster, right? You know, I mean, think about it. That's what happened after, like, you, they got destroyed by the uh, Ravens. And what they call Chad and college. Along, you know, and here what they call Chad and college. The slump buster. Yeah. And here hey. comes the Bengals, and you get right with the Bengals. Hey, just because a, just because a softball team had my number, okay? Don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, crazy stats out of Cincy. Uh, Joe Burrow's averaging more than forty pass attempts a game, which just is yeah, insane. insane. Right. Uh, not a lot of like big passes, though. He's not, uh, you know, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He's playing pretty well for a rookie. But, like, not a lot of huge plays coming out of the Bengals. He's, he's throwing the ball within, like, five yards of the line of scrimmage most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Mixon's been weirdly ineffective, uh, at least in the running game. He's been pretty good in the passing game, as he usually is. But, I don't know, the Browns may be getting a little healthier, getting Rodney Harrison back, maybe. Hopefully some of the D-line gets a little healthier. Um, I don't know how you feeling going into this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, mean, I feel great. Like, this is a game they should win, you know, and up to this point this season, they won all the games they should have won. So I expect them to keep doing that. Even Joe Mixon, I believe, has a foot issue, um, too. He's been on the injury report early, yeah. you know, this week. Um, so, I, I th- you know, that's something to keep an eye on. But, you know, I think the Browns' defense has actually been improving yeah. over the past few weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. look, you, you hold Ben to, you know, two for eight, I think, as you start, you know, and um, and they really had him struggling. But then, He did go know, like 15 of his next 15 or something like that. Right, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> but but they did. were in it. <laughs> right. They were in it, right? Um, and we also know they have a nose for the ball, too, you yeah. know, that they have the ability to, to take it away from the other team. So um, they definitely have room to grow, but I think they're growing. Well, I think you're right. I think a good point you just made there defensively, I think we spend so much time talking about new coaches, new schemes, and how that affects an offense, right? How that affects Baker Mayfield having his fourth playbook, how that affects, you know, really the entire offense and the gel and all that stuff. It's, it's like, it's like the average fan though thinks a defense is just a defense. Like you just go out there and play a defense and you should just be good at it where a defensive scheme matters and different defensive coaches like Joe Woods coach defenses mm-hmm. differently. And they, and they, they all put their own little spin on things. And, and I think I agree with you. I think they've still have a long way to go defensively. I think obviously the injuries are just killing them defensively. Right. But right. 
I think the, that there's been definite growth uh, as far as how the defense has been playing uh, from week one and two to now. Yeah. The other, I mean, the other thing that's important is communication. And when you have a bunch of injuries, it's difficult to get that chemistry and, and to have the communication and stuff like that. Uh, so I, like, I get it. I definitely understand um, the real thing at safety. I'd be happy to see Carl <laughs> Joseph and Ronnie Harrison back there. You know, God. <laughs> I'm really excited to see them too, you know, back there. So maybe, you know, some day can kind of, you know, kind of take Chill a deep out. breath. Or maybe two. coach, he could be a defensive yeah, backs right. coach maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He can still bring value. I sent, I sent Gerard a uh, a clip of Sendejo from lat from you know against the Steelers, and this was a perfect call oh. by Joe Woods. It was a perfect call. They yep. call the safety blitz. Yep. He blitzes the lane, the gap that they're running in, and James Conner just kind of stopped and moved a little bit to the right. Like, it wasn't a crazy jump cut or anything like that, and Sendejo just, like, face full of turf. You know, He looks like he was diving into there. second base. Yeah, got a face full of turf. And Gerard said, he, Gerard said that and was like, man, he's trying so hard that he's like actually hurting himself, you know, that he's not playing well because he's like, Oh, I got to make, you know, I got to hit a, a six run home run, you know, like that type of, that type of deal. He's like, I could see it. And I'm like, yeah, please let him calm down. (laughs) Right. Please let him relax a little bit. What I would love to see this week against the Bengals, even in the wins. And and I, I, I love, I take nothing away from the wins, but what I would love to see this week against the Bengals. I don't think the Browns have one time, this season put together a complete game right beginning to end offense and defense coming together to play one complete football game that doesn't mean shutting out the opponent and scoring 50 points it just Mm -hmm. means playing well offensively all game playing well defensively all game and i feel like i feel like this is the week that's tailor-made for them to do that i think they're pissed you can hear it in their interviews today they're all Mm -hmm. they're all a little snappy now they're all a little frustrated uh they wanted to perform better against pittsburgh uh, and hopefully with the right coach, which we all seem to think Kevin Stefanski is the right coach, you take that anger and frustration and you channel it from the BS that we've experienced in the past into, all right, well, let's put this into our effort for this game and put together four full quarters. And I think we might actually see the Browns do that this week. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they do, uh, because if they, you know, if they go up big and then Cincinnati gets back into it and it's a close game late, even if they win, it'll be another week of we won, but we didn't look good doing it. And to a certain extent, it's kind of refreshing because, sure. you know, sure. <laughs> like at least we at least we can be bougie, right? At least we can go out. This was a win, but uh, it wasn't up to our standard. Could you guys yeah. imagine being a Bengals fan? Ugh. Uh, gross. Uh, no. <laughs> gross. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, because j- just I know the love affair is going to continue with Stefanski because, I mean, I, I mean, I said last week that I I love him to death. But, Total uh, dreamboat. Total dreamboat. Yeah, a silver fox. Big time silver fox. Uh, but I, I think just one more step in that direction of knowing that we have the right coach is, you know, is we talked about how he kind of got away from the game plan and what was working and, you know, all for the first five weeks up until Pittsburgh last week, I'm interested to see 
in the adjustments he makes this week, whether he goes back to that game mm-hmm. plan or what, or what he does differently in, in this game to show that, uh, that he learned from Pittsburgh. So that, that, I think that's the other thing I'm looking for. And that, that yeah. was just my, you know, my, my drop in. Cause I wanted to say something different than Mike. So go ahead, Evan. <laughs> so like, but dig, like dig this, this is another reason why I'm like, I know Stefanski's the guy because he didn't yeah. try to do what he did against those other teams. Cause you can't, against the Steelers. Right. Yeah. You can't right. you can't roll Baker towards sure. TJ Watt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you're stupid if you try to do that. And right. he didn't try to do that. You know, um can you so say this just keep and- keep saying this louder for everybody <laughs> to hear. You can't play the same way against every team. All the everybody people that knows. were like, oh, why aren't they running the ball? I'm like, because the Steelers are letting him run for like one yard at a time. What are we you talking can't build about? Every right. single drive off a of play action, action slant to OBJ? No. Yeah. yeah, no, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, no, no way. Even, right. even the way they ran at Pittsburgh, you saw a lot of more straight ahead runs yeah. instead of that wide zone because Pittsburgh's defense is way too fast um, for that. So to beat them, you got to put a hat on the hat and just go at them. And right. the Browns did that a little bit. I think they missed Nick Chubb. That's what I really oh, think. Yeah. Oh, home run. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Home run here. Yeah, Tampa Bay looks like the they're five doing nothing. It. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But they um but that's where the I think they second missed run Nick Chubb because because Nick is um Nick's I think is built a little more for that style of, of running. Yeah, up the middle. But yeah, right. five nothing. That's been the sad face. Joe, Joe sad face Kelly warming up in the bullpen. I love that guy though. I love him forever for what he did to the Astros this year. I love him forever. Uh, I would just say, I love being a Browns fan. I love other Browns fans, but sometimes they do real annoying stuff. And that to me has been the most annoying thing this year is every time Baker Mayfield throws the ball, there's this segment of people it could be Baker's first pass of the game and it could be in the second quarter. And mm-hmm. there's this segment of people that are like, run the ball. <laughs> what are you talking about? We are not running right. like the wing T here. We're not running like right. the veer. You have to throw the right. ball every once in a while. Right. You can't run it if you that. don't throw it sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like, play action doesn't work unless you actually, you know, also throw the ball, right? <laughs> like, oh. I know you're running it, you're running it, you're running it, but if they're like, oh, he, he's never in his life going to throw this, then they're just going to commit um, to the run every time. Um, so, yeah, you're that is, but, I mean, that's, I love, Twitter is annoying and fun on Sunday. Oh. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's a, it's annoying, but also you see some of the most ridiculous takes you've ever seen in your life. You can't help but laugh. Like people really think this. <laughs> like, they yeah. really they're at home. Like I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I know what the Browns' problem is. I have to write is. this down. Yeah. Yes, they need to get Donovan Peoples Jones more incorporated. <laughs> you know, and you're just <laughs> and you're looking at your phone like. Huh? <laughs> Why is Andy Janovich not getting the ball? Well, right. <laughs> hey, listen, I I think it's going to be uh, – it should be a fun weekend. Uh, Browns-Bengals, still a division rivalry. Chance to get our second win within the division, sweep the Bengals. Uh, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It sounds to me like you're feeling the same way. I think the Browns get back on track. Uh, and 
uh, and I'll let you I'll let you answer for that. You think the, they get back in the, in the win? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think they get a W. I don't. Um, the Browns have been playing well this year. When I don't um, give a score or a prediction, so I'm not. I'm not, no, I'm not asking. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but they. Uh, but I do expect them to bounce back and get a win uh, this week. There's some. Um, I mean, and I get it because people look forward to it. But like the picks every week, everybody picking the games. I'm just like whatever, man. Like everybody's just literally pulling it out of you know where, right? <laughs> like, um, I love the score. Seven. <laughs> Just seven. It's like, hey, come on, man. Like, how do you know? Was and it's <laughs> always the same scores. Like, ooh, 23 21. And you're like, when was the last time you saw a game had 23 21? Right. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> right, right. Nobody goes like six to nine field goal fest, right? Oh. Like, nobody, nobody does that. So now I'm you're taking me back to the good kick. old days of the Browns yeah, when yeah. six to nine would result in our only win of the year. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that snowstorm game with <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, oh. I was at that game. But mm-hmm. Phil just snuck it in there on a line drive field goal. That was a classic. I was in Texas and I walked out of the Buffalo Wild Wings and looked around and I was in Texas and it was way nicer. And I was like, ah, this is okay then. This, right. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> Right. And this is how you watch the Browns game, not freezing in the stadium, right? Yeah. All right. So let's switch <laughs> topics real quick. We're feeling good about the Browns this week. Don't panic. Be logical. Your team is four and two. Crying out loud. If you would have told people before the season they were going to be four and two, you would have like you'd have hugged your family and celebrated. So just do that. Mm-hmm. More exciting news though here in Ohio. And I don't know if you're even a big Ohio State fan, Emmett, but uh Ohio State football starts this weekend. Big Ten football starts yeah. this weekend. Ohio State, Nebraska, uh, which is not the most exciting thing to happen, uh, being Nebraska. But uh, but the Buckeyes, you know, for a long time here in Ohio, during this pandemic, that's everybody was talking about Ohio State football, this is the year. Ohio State football, this is the year. They kind of got hosed at the end of last year, or so a lot of people felt. And this is the year uh, with, with all this crazy returning talent. They had guys opt out. Then the Big Ten finally figured out what on earth they were doing. All of those guys opted back in. And finally, after the dumbest saga of all time of the Big Ten, and who knows what that was going on there, Ohio State plays this weekend. Uh, are you excited? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I I mean, I think this is – like Ohio State should be in the college football playoff. Yeah. Now, yeah, will they be able to beat Clemson – I don't know. Like, I think they could beat Alabama. Will they be able to beat Clemson? I don't know. Um, So I am excited for that, but I am nervous because, look, the SEC, like, they could care less if you get COVID or not, right? Like, everybody (laughs) in the the SEC has COVID, and they're like, ah, whatever, you know. (laughs) Let's just pack the stadiums, and the fans can get it too, and then we don't have to worry about it. Ed Orgeron told you as much. He was like, yeah, my whole team. That blew my mind. That blew my (laughs) mind because it wasn't a story. Yeah, right. It, it like, well, typical it Louisiana. He's like, not everybody, but just about everybody has COVID. And nobody was talking about like they were still, you know, getting ready to play games. Um, the Big Ten will not do that. No, you know, the Big Ten presidents will not do that. So, um, you know, I appreciate them keeping the safety of you know those young men in mind. But if they have to cancel games, they don't have any room to make up any. Right. Um, so like, is that's what I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about them on the field at all. They get on the field, 
they should beat everybody yeah. in the Big Ten. Like they just they're more talented. There's no question. I just wonder if the Big Ten as a conference will be able, you know, to to stay healthy and COVID free because the uh, the presidents of those schools they aren't playing. Right. <laughs> they, nope. they aren't playing. I love, I love how you said that about the SEC. I I, I have said that on this. We've talked year, about that so much a hundred yeah. times. They just don't. LSU, they probably made up some different name for COVID. They were like, oh, it's just the Bayou Fever. And they just (laughs) show up to the games and play and have a good time. You know how, like, when a soldier, like, dies in battle, like, that's a big thing, and they get respect and honor as they should. Like, in the SEC, if you died playing football, it would be the same thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it would be the same thing, like, for them. You know what I'm saying? Where they'd be like, he gave it all. For Alabama, you know, you're like, like, come on, it's just it's just college football. They're like, what? They just play they they play the fight song at the funeral. Yeah, right, (laughs) right, exactly. Buddy, you're in the wrong place. Right, it's insane. It is crazy to me. You know, I know everybody has different feelings, you know, on COVID and stuff like that. But man, the, the SEC, everybody in the southern eastern point of our country is like. We don't care. We want football. Give me oh, I know. Give me I money. live there. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I know it. Lay. I know it. Right. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'll happily lay in a hospital bed hooked to a respirator as long as I get to watch Alabama on the TV. <laughs> Roll damn tide. Right. <laughs> Listen, my, I, my, one of my alma maters is filling 100,000 people in a stadium down there at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. the crazy thing about the SEC is? They, What's that? They kind of suck this year. Yeah, well, they that's the suck. other thing about college football right now. Outside of Alabama and Clemson, like people are losing. You know, teams yeah. losing early, and you're like, man, like I thought Florida was going to roll. You know, and, yeah. and they lost. What was it two weeks ago? Last week, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, there. That's the other thing. I'm not too worried about that, but you have seen some teams go down early this year, and I just think that's kind of what college football is because everybody's schedule has been so jacked up. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. I'm looking at usually the SEC West, Auburn, Alabama, sure. even even you're usually one of the Mississippi teams is usually pretty good. A and M right. is usually mediocre, but like they're there and they're usually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. That conference sucks. Alabama's not going to lose at all in that conference. No. They steamrolled right. Georgia. The SEC East is overrated. So on the Ohio State front, you still got Clemson. You're going to have Alabama because they are not going to lose. But, I, yeah, I, I feel like the coaching staff, the preparation for, for, for Ohio State, I, I feel like – and I feel like because they were so close to telling them that they weren't going to have a season – Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be this little other extra motivation, like they gave us this chance. You know, there was never a doubt right. that SEC football right. was happening. No, never. never a doubt. But like, never. there was that doubt, and now that I, I, I feel like there's going to be that little. I, I know it's intangible, and it maybe probably doesn't even mm-hmm. matter. But this little feeling of like we almost weren't going to play this, and then it came to us, and we were given this opportunity. And I, I think Ohio State's going to just go ballistic. Yeah, I hope they do. They should. And, and you know, you know, Justin, um, Justin Fields was one of the main people like, let us play, let us play. Um, 
there comes a responsibility with that because if you don't go out there and ball, then everybody's going to be like, well, why'd you make a big deal out of it? You know, (laughs) like, why'd you get us all excited? You know, um, which would be silly, but uh, I I do think that there is some extra motivation, but I mean, Phil's the best quarterback in the Big Ten by far, one of the probably the second best QB in the country. And, you know, the Ohio State prints receivers and DBs and defensive ends. Right. Uh, Tariq Smith is going to be pretty good again this year. So, um, yeah, they, I mean, they're loaded. They're, They're Ohio State. That's exactly who they are. But it matters for him too, Fields, right? Like because right. Uh, he's not Trevor Lawrence as far as tank for Trevor. He's obviously mm-hmm. the number one pick. Is what it is. Justin Fields uh, could be a top five pick, probably should be, but also could be a top fifteen pick. And his play matters this year, and he's got to really show, continue to show for one more season that he's a special quarterback. So you know, there's just all those elements of like things have to happen for them or had to happen for them, almost got taken away from them, that I think it's just going to push them. Uh, like yeah. If I'm Justin Fields, though, I'm like, I'm cool being the second quarterback. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> like, I'll be the second-rated quarterback. Don't sure. worry. You know what? You guys should draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> New York Jets, you should yeah. most definitely take him. Have you He's seen this guy? guy? He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's way go ahead and, yeah. go ahead and fly yeah. under the radar. That's all yeah. I need to do. Right. Don't put the Adam Gase, on me. At- Adam, Adam Gase is phenomenal at developing quarterbacks. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, right. Hey, so, hey, like, if hey you see this guy? Like, okay, you're going to want to throw the subs under the cross. Oh, Adam Gase. <laughs> oh my Lord. Uh, I, I can't grow hair like him. Like, no, he is. That's the yeah, guy. Yeah, he's amazing. amazing. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Buckeyes start this Saturday. Should be a good time, you know, getting them off. And, and again, just another thing to watch. It's been kind of a bummer. Baseball mm-hmm. ought to be done. We had basketball and hockey that was phenomenal. Just days of basketball. And when hockey was going right. game, starting games at noon, it was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And all this stuff is like coming to an end. And I'm getting a little sad because all of a sudden baseball, oh, Dodgers just hit a two run homer. Uh, yep. <laughs> come to an end. And well, all you, you got to just, you just got to get like me and start watching the Premier League soccer. They just started. Yeah. Oh, Tottenham. I'm a huge Tottenham fan. Everybody a Tottenham fan. See, I I was told I was, like, silly for being a Tottenham fan. Um, A lot of people told me, like, oh, you're a Browns fan and a Tottenham fan. It makes complete sense. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Tottenham fan. It all started, shout out to uh, FIFA and and COVID (laughs) because I was stuck at home with nothing to do. Uh, Newcastle, okay. So I've got okay. a story about how I got to Newcastle. All right. Because I didn't grow up playing soccer. I didn't grow up a soccer fan. But I started hanging around with a lot of people that love watching the Premier League. And I was like, well, shit, I want to get into this. Like, I like drinking beers at 9 a.m. at a bar on Saturdays. Right. I'm down with that. Uh, right. It's a fun life. Uh, so it was actually ESPN. It was ESPN's website. And they ran like a thing. It was years ago. I can't even remember what year it was. But it was years ago. They ran like an article that said, if you want to get in in the Premier League, here's the team. Here's like a breakdown of the teams and their comparisons in the U.S. So, right, Mm -hmm. it was like Manchester United, the Yankees. Yankees, You know what I mean? Right. So, I was like, nope, 
not them. Right. <laughs> you know, it just, it kind of went all the way down and then it got to Newcastle and the, the comparison was the Cleveland Browns, a, mm -hmm. a storied franchise, a championship franchise at points in, in, in history, but it's been a long time since they have been a championship team. And every year they struggle for any kind of relevance. And I was like, that's my team. That it's, is, that's the team I'm going to root for. <laughs> it's Newcastle Brown ale for a beer. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, wrong with that. You guys, you guys can keep soccer. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <telling> right. you. <laughs> you know, you one of my favorite soccer. things about premier league is I love, relegation like i love mm -hmm, that if you too. are not good enough you do not belong in the league and you're out like mm -hmm. browns would be probably coming back oh they would have at yeah. this point but They'd like playing in, in like the arena league right now <laughs> <laughs> playing in like the swc in cleveland right, you know you just, right. it's something you just don't see in american sports i just love that's one of my favorite aspects of that league listen yeah, i love. i got in uh, so like I, I bought FIFA and again, I was, you know, I was like, Let, I want to start one of the franchises, but I didn't want to pick Liverpool. I didn't want to pick Chelsea, Man United. And I'm like, all these teams I heard of before. I don't want to. And then I get to uh, Tottenham and I see the little like rooster standing on a yeah. ball. I'm like, that's weird as hell. Right. Like that's some weird stuff right there. I'm kind of into weird stuff, right? And the, the, <laughs> I, the colors were like blue and white, and I like blue. And I was like, okay, I'm rolling with them. Um, and then, you know, playing, I got to uh, really got to get familiar with the players, Harry Kane and Son. I love Son. Kilming Son is amazing. Um, and then I was hooked. I started, next thing you know, I'm watching videos on YouTube about them. And this is when all the games were canceled. And now my wife calls me a crazy soccer nut because uh, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday mornings, I'm in here yelling at the TV, you know, like a fool. So <laughs> listen, listen, go AFC Richmond. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <all right>. Go <laughs> AFC Richmond. Right. Listen, Harry is, Kane, that real, is that a real team? Harry, is that a, even a real team? No, you oh, can take know, your no. Harry Kane AFC Richmond and you can throw him away because every year, Harry Kane goes like seven straight terrible games and everybody's like, Oh, I think Harry Kane's kind of, mm, I think he's mm -hmm. declining. And then they get to Newcastle and Harry Kane scores. Oh, he owns goals. Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> this guy hasn't scored a goal in months. Then he's yeah. just, he's just popping goals left and right against Newcastle. That's his bounce back team. You, you know why you guys have slump buster. Yeah. It's, slump it's buster, like when right. the Indians face the Tigers, it's like, all right, well, here's a couple wins for us. Hey, he's, me. Right. he's me. He's me. He's <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> You guys know why you probably haven't heard of AFC Richmond is because they did just get relegated. Okay. I think it was like maybe a okay. couple episodes ago. Right. Oh, you're serious. A couple episodes ago. <laughs> He's uh, so stupid. <laughs> Ted Lasso. episodes ago. <laughs> Ted Lasso is the head coach. They Ted just Lasso. got relegated. They just got relegated. Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. Obviously, none of y'all have Apple TV, but <laughs> no, I heard lost, that show is hilarious. Though. It is hilarious, but they lost to Man City and they got relegated, so that's probably why you guys have uh, never heard of them. Fair, fair, yeah. <laughs> fair. Fake soccer team into this conversation. What? Oh, sorry. So, I mean, so I, 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 I had to interject something. All right, I don't know anything yeah, about fair. soccer. Fair, fair. <laughs> Emmett, one of the last things we had to talk to you about, and you kind of brought it up because you brought up FIFA, uh, but you're like a Twitch streamer. So, yeah, yeah. So you're a gamer. I haven't given um, any fans uh, some good games to watch because <laughs> – um, so I um, 
so I, you know, I, I'm just, I love video games, right? You yeah. know, and I, it's, it's just what I do in my, my free time. Some people golf, you know, some people read books. I play video games. So what I, um, I had this idea, something I want to do with ESPN Cleveland, and I think next year we will, but so it would be cool to have, you know, listeners and fans be in a Madden league with me. I just had no idea how to execute that. Yeah. So fortunately enough, like I have a group of friends that are much younger than me, but they know everything about the game. You know, I know them from playing uh, the game. And they're like, yeah, we know how to put a league together. So I sent out a tweet and um, and we were like, it was, they thought like, there's no way we're going to get 32 teams, you know, to, to do this. We wanted 32, all 32 teams. And I tweeted it out five minutes, 32 people are like, hey, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part yeah. of it. And we get we did it. And one of the rules is like, you know, you don't have to stream your games, but it's strongly suggested that you should stream them because, you know, other people play and they're waiting for the league to advance. It gives them something to watch to still stay engaged. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And they did a randomizer. I ended up having the 29th pick as far as picking your team. I ended up with the Washington football team, oh. right? And I started my season. Man, I started the season doing pretty good. I was like the Browns. I was four and two, right? Okay. I was feeling yeah, good. Right. Everything was right. going great. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> it was all downhill uh, from there. So I ended up finishing, uh, I think it was like, like eight, seven, and one, or something like that. Like so, I kind of tremendous uh, breaking even, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but this this season, you know, because we just keep it going. You know, we just keep going, playing multiple seasons. I'm one and four, and I just traded Dwayne Haskins to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins. We're bringing Kirk Cousins back uh, to Washington. All right, <laughs> that's all a right. bold strategy. Listen, it was time. It was time <laughs> to move on from Dwayne. Trust me, it got to like, I know, like, I know when I throw interceptions, when it's like, Emmett, you're just an idiot. That guy wasn't open. You you forced it. But there were so many times a guy would be wide open and Dwayne Haskins would overthrow him, you know, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) So I made that trade. Um, So I've been mainly doing uh, streaming Madden and I don't. I don't usually talk during those games, uh, you know, on the microphone and stuff, because yeah. I'm I'm petrified that I'd be way too um, relaxed, right? And next thing you know, it's like uh, I'm on dead spin, right? For yeah, 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 saying right. something stupid, <laughs> you know, yeah, radio um, host, right? But there is um, there there has been times when I have jumped on the mic and I'm like, you know, I, I know how to flip a switch, like immature at work. You know, so there right. are times that I've done that, uh, and it's fun. It's fun. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, a spot opens up, and I, the last time I was in a, like an online Madden league was with some buddies of mine, and it was that year Greg Jennings was like the number one wide receiver in Madden. Mm-hmm. It was like that same year of that video, like Greg Jennings right. put the team on his back, though, <laughs> like that video. Right. And my my buddy drafted him like first overall and first game. Greg Jennings injury. I'd never even seen this in Madden before, by the way. Greg Jennings injury, career ending. Oh, career ending injury. I've seen like out for the year, but I've never seen a career I hadn't either. My buddy was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. And that was the last time I ever managed to pull a Madden league. So listen, we had so many people that that came in, right? 
and it was actually cool because we had really good players, average players, really bad players. So it kind of equaled out. Well, some people were like trading and making crazy trades. Oh, like no. um, some guy traded like Derrick Henry um, and Ryan Tannehill, you know, for like Joe Hayden. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. And then two weeks later, quit. You know, uh, let's, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so you bring somebody else in, and now they have a crappy team. You know, <laughs> yeah. now um, Joe Hayden's playing quarterback. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we we kind of dealt with a bunch of that, but as people dropped off, um, you know, I had more people kind of from Twitter jump in, but some of the guys I know, they were like, "Hey, I know a guy." All right, I know a guy. Like, okay, I okay. know a guy. All these guys are amazing. You know, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're all yeah. Yeah, they're all from like of like real leagues where they, you know, uh, money's involved and all this oh, other stuff. So yeah, it's been a tough year uh, for the Washington football team. So. <laughs> in so many ways, in so many yes. ways. Well, listen, yes. I appreciate you being a video gamer as like a husband and a dad. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to explain that to people sometimes. And I always say, right. like, that's how I hang out with my friends at this point. Like, right. I got, I got buddies in Seattle. I got buddies in Texas. I got buddies like all over the place that I grew up with. A Mm -hmm. lot of them grew up here in Cleveland. Right. I can't go hang out with them. So Mm -hmm. I can hit the basement after the wife and kid go to sleep and I can hang out for a couple, couple hours with my buddies. It's just the new way of hanging out with your buddies now. And I love it. There was a time when I would go over my friend's house to play games, you know, be like, right. Hey man, you want to play? Okay. I'll fall through. We'll play, you know, NBA live or whatever. Sure. Um, and then now it's just like you text them, Hey, you on, you know, right. and the cool thing too is, you know, I have teenage sons, so I can play the game you can with, play them, with them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now I never let them beat me. No, of course <laughs> not. no, no, no. You got to make them earn it. You got to make them earn it. Yeah, there's one game my um my youngest son can like it's competitive and that's uh Mortal Kombat. Ooh, like okay. that Mortal Kombat, we'll go back and forth, he'll win some, I'll win some, you know, we do pretty good, but most of the other ones, nah, he can't beat me. Although like games like The Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima and all of that, like yeah. I get stuck and then I call him. And then he comes in the living room and, <laughs> and beats that part. And I'm like, thanks. And I get out of here. Now does, he, <laughs> now, does he beat you in Mortal Kombat just pushing buttons? Because that's not fair. Come on. Or or does he know what no, he's no, doing? Oh, no, no, no. He knows what he's doing. He's <laughs> okay. so what he does in, like a game against like the game, like Mortal Kombat, like he's playing against his friends in his room. Right? right. And he, you know, and they're really good. So he's like sharpening his skills against them. And then he comes in. He's like, dad, want to play some Mortal Kombat? OK, sure. And he's uh, doing combos and stuff and i'm like what the okay. hell is going on here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. my kid's three and i'm just real excited for that i'm excited for him to grow up oh it's amazing let's yeah. let's let's let me just destroy him for my own mm-hmm. well-being in sports video <laughs> games that's all i care about and to teach him a valuable lesson right to like sometimes you're gonna lose in life right right <laughs> sometimes you're gonna lose for years but imagine how you feel when you win you know, like I, I remember one time my uh, my youngest son beat me once in Madden, and it was a couple years ago. He um, he had the Seattle Seahawks when they had Marshawn Lynch, and I picked the Browns. And he, I let him put it on beginner, and I put it on all Madden. So he just kept running, and I couldn't stop him. 
He just kept running, just kept running with Marshawn Lynch. I couldn't stop him. And I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. When he won, it was like he won the Super Bowl. I mean, oh, he was so excited because yeah. he beat he beat me fair and square. I was trying for sure. Uh, he beat me fair and square. And then after that, I was like, you got to turn up your difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was so excited. You know, he was so excited. So yeah, don't don't let them win because when they do win, that it's gonna be so sweet. It'll Emmett be the was, best thing ever. Emmett was happy for his son. He didn't sleep for three nights, but he was happy for his son. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got in the lab and I was just playing, you know, for hours and four right, hours. Right. I wasn't shaving my head anymore. Honey, like, what are you doing? I'm practicing. I am practicing. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're going to let you go, Emmett. It was awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us, for bringing the Bud Light uh, and having a beer and talking some sports with us. We really, really appreciate it. Catch Emmett Golden on ESPN Radio on his awesome show with Gerard Cherry and with Matt Fontana, the next level uh, here on ESPN Cleveland. And that's weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, you can catch them and then listen for him on, like, national ESPN Radio. Uh, yeah, Saturdays well. sometimes, you know, yeah. it depends on if there's any uh, games going on. But for sure, you can definitely catch me there, too. Yeah, and catch him on Twitter, at egoldie80. Uh, I'm always on Twitter. Yeah, yep. so, I mean, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, this was fun. I look, for, I look forward to coming back, guys. I'll be, I'll be happy to do it again. And once again, that was Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland uh, from – the fantastic show that he does with Gerard Cherry and Matt Fontana, The Next Level. And as I just said, but uh, I'll remind you again, catch them weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Go follow Emmett at egoldie80. We really, really appreciate his time. So much fun talking. Some, some Brown- It was so fun to talk, like, to just have, like, a level-headed Browns conversation was oh kind of nice. Oh, God. I, I, wasn't, I was starting to believe those didn't exist anymore, just level-headed Browns conversations, and Emmett just restored my faith in, in the right. Browns Very sure. fandom and conversations. Right. And, and, and that's the thing is, like, it, it's, it's okay to have concerns. Like, I don't want to make it seem like there's nothing to be concerned about with this team, but at the same time, you're four and two. You just, just enjoy it. I know last week was a tough loss, but – this isn't as bad of a football team as in years past. So, yeah, <laughs> move on. Move on. It was great. It was great talking talking a little video games, too. That, again, that story, I, for real, have not been in a Madden League with any other person since Greg Jennings went out with a career-ending injury. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy just quit. Like, I'm not that's even a good. Playing. That's a good quitting point. Greg, Gen- <laughs> Greg Jennings yeah. got his leg amputated. It was. It was crazy. So, so anyways, our thank you goes out to Emmett again. We had a great time. Uh, and let's not forget, we're talking a little Ohio State football for the first time. Uh, yeah. Not for the first time this year. We've had Ohio State players on. Uh, but uh, for the first time this year, we can say this upcoming Saturday, we got Ohio State football. It should be awesome. Uh, just another added element of of awesome stuff to watch. So, uh, so again, our appreciation goes out to Emmett. And uh, we're going to – we're going to start winding down here on the show, but I don't want to miss what Chad promised us. Chad promised us a phenomenal scary movie, B-movie, drunk, scary movie story, and I, I want to hear this. So, Chad, <laughs> my man, the floor is yours. We're going to wind it down here on Garage ooh, 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 ooh. Let's settle in and 
Turn down the lights. <laughs> oh, let's so, bring it on down. Anyway, we're gonna wind this. Let me light a candle. So why don't you cuddle on up to the <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> draw your, draw yourself a nice bath. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! What kind of story is, is this? Are we be? going back to Leon Phelps? No, no. Yeah, as you can see, I got my cavatier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, well, come on down to the, the love. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's a lady. Anyway, so back in college, right? You know, you take part in libations. You know, you go out to bars, you go out to clubs, you take part in plenty of libations, uh, adult beverages, as it were. So, you know, bars close. We're having a good time. Uh, my friends and I, we, we head back to, you know, at this time at Ashland, it was the senior apartments. And is this a true story? This is an incredibly true story. One okay, I just so want to make sure. All, All right. 100%. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we get back to my buddy's senior apartment. It's it's like like eight of us. There's like four guys and three girls, right? So my one buddy goes, hey, I got this movie. <laughs> I got this movie I want you to watch. It's, it's scary movie time. So let's turn on the lights. We grab a couple more beers. I go, what is this? So <laughs> we, he, he pops the DVD in and oh. <laughs> it says, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's again, it's obviously just this horrible, like low budget B movie. Like it's filmed like, like this Zoom call right now. Like, like that, that's the quality of the film. Uh, the title comes across the screen, Monsterd. Okay, <laughs> this uh, uh, the plot. Uh, simple, very simple, guys. A uh, escaped convict gets shot, and he falls down the sewers. Where at the same time, ironically, nuclear waste is being dropped. So he turns in to this big giant turd. Oh, <laughs> Hence the name. That's what happens. Mons, that's what happens. Turd. Oh no. <laughs> and the idea is. Uh, he comes up through people's toilets and he pulls them down through their toilets into the sewers where he kills them. But there's a couple of other parts where I, I have to uh, explain here. Like, for instance, uh, one of the most classic kill scenes in this film is uh, the, a husband and wife are arguing and she says, I thought I told you to go clean the toilet. So he goes out. He's like, all right, there, fuck you. I'm going out to clean the toilet. So he grabs the plunger. All right, picture this beer bottle as the plunger, right? So he, and of course, the toilet's outside in some sort of outhouse, okay? <laughs> so he goes, he opens the door. I mean, the toilet is filthy. Just, it's just filthy. Dirt everywhere, just grime. And, and it, it, he hasn't cleaned the toilet in months, right? So he starts plunging, right? And then all of a sudden, he just hears... And here comes, oh, no. comes monster out of the toilet. Here comes <laughs> monster, and he realizes he realizes that it's monster, and he just starts plunging the shit out of this toilet. And he goes, Rah! and he goes, no, just using the plunger, and there's just liquid, brown liquid, flying everywhere, like on his face. <laughs> and then here comes monster with his turd hands. <laughs> and he grabs the guy's neck and pulls him down into the toilet. So, wow, that was a little that was a little funny situation there. But then it's clearly written in the style of a porn. And I'll tell you an, the other funniest scene of the movie. So this uh, sheriff who's in charge of finding the monster is in a diner 
<laughs> he's getting served by a waitress. And he, <laughs> he pays her a compliment. He's like, man, God, you sure are pretty. He's like, I, I hear your chili is the best. She, Because uh, they, they were talking about some chili cook-off. Like, I hear your chili is the best. Man, you sure are pretty. And the lady goes, oh, isn't that sweet? She goes, why don't you pick yourself up a dozen original glazed donuts on your way out? And he goes, <laughs> his very next line is, why don't you sit on my face and make me a glazed donut? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And just picture a bunch of 20, 21-year-olds sitting around, hammered off our ass. It was the funniest, scary movie I've oh ever seen my in my God. life. I thought of- You know, I didn't. I didn't come prepared, but now knowing what you have just given me, <laughs> I actually can share a similar story with you. I can't wait. <laughs> so this is a shout out to friend of the show, one of my good buddies, Bill Ridman. Okay. He was the king of these freaking atrocious, <laughs> like it's not even B level. It's like F level. Okay. So there's there's one, uh, I'm not even going to talk about this one. There's one called Santa's Sleigh, S-L-A-Y. Okay. And Santa is played by WWE superstar Bill Goldberg. Oh my God. Uh, and he just goes around killing people. Uh, but I will tell you a time of, of a drunken escapade with my buddy Bill, my buddy Tim Storch, back in our college days i think that came out in like 2009 anyways so even after our college days uh and there was this movie that came out it's a scary movie it's very similar to the monstered terrible production value kind of film like a porn okay kind of is a porn oh, almost right. but like not really right. but not really there is a movie out there called thanks killing yes <laughs> i've seen thanks killing and the movie Oh yeah, thanks killing. So thanks killing was made with a. It had to have been no more than a two hundred dollar budget, because <laughs> there's no way it was more than that. Thanks killing is the story of a murderous turkey, okay, <laughs> and a bunch of like, a bunch of like college age kids, and this murderous turkey can talk. <laughs> the murderous turkey is nothing more than a rubber hand puppet <laughs> turkey and it's rubber so you can actually see it like flopping around rubber uh and this movie is filled with uh just iconic movie quotes sure, like sure. for example gobble gobble motherfucker <laughs> or uh, or one of my personal favorites and actually it's bill's it is bill's uh fantasy football team name to this day, uh, the killer turkey had sex with one of the girls. <laughs> and at the end of it, he goes, you just got stuffed. <laughs> Is that where that's from? Oh, my God. Yes. It all makes sense. Uh, oh, God. It is absolutely the most atrocious movie. But... Uh, it, if you're going to have some drinks and be some like 20 something year old guys, yeah. it is just perfect. Absolutely enjoyable. Perfect. 
What are you going to say, Joe? I think I got one to add to this if we're going down this lane. There we go. Let's go Uh, down this rabbit hole. Let's go down it. Have you guys ever watched the movie Rubber? (laughs) No. No. No, incredible. Rubber. No. Rubber is a... um, uh, It's a horror film about a killer tire. <laughs> the tire is alive. It's just a tire, no car, no axle, no rim, just just a goddamn tire that chases people down and <laughs> runs them over. I don't know if I have any particular right. quotes from the movie. It's been a it's been many years since I've seen it. Um, but I am looking on their Wikipedia page. They did have an $800,000 budget, uh, which seems like a wow. lot. Seems like a lot for one of these like satirical like Funny films that are supposed to be horror. Um, oh God, yeah. Uh, oh, God, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, people would be just like chilling at a pool in a motel, and the tire would just kind of come over the hill and just run them over when they're in their beach chairs and knocking on doors and it didn't talk. <laughs> just the it, it didn't talk. It was a tire. There's no like like memorable quotes from the tire because um, it just rolled around. Yeah, and killed it was people. a mean tire. You don't. That's a mean tire. Yeah, that's such a mean tire. Oh God! Well, we. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I just love like it feels like that like late two thousands time was just the epitome of some of these most atrocious horror films, right? Because because you're now you're talking about. You're talking about films that made like a name for themselves, right? You're talking about like the human centipede. Sharknadoes. Somebody Uh came up with that shit. Uh Somebody came up with that shit. And like, actually, there was, they like (laughs) produced that. Oh. But there's another one that I can, that I can go down. Yeah. I won't won't do a whole, I'll do kind of a short one like Joe just did. Have you ever heard of a movie called Teeth? Uh -uh. (laughs) 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 Uh-uh. Again, Production value in this one, like it looks like a movie. It like again, uh, thanks killing. Looks like you shot it on your iPhone two, your iPhone two, and that's what the production value was. Teeth is like an actual movie. Uh, it's the story. Uh, it's a little sad up front. It's the story of uh, uh, maybe some male on female type violence, but the horror element comes in when the lead character uh, discovers that her lady parts have like wicked sharp teeth (laughs) and she exacts her revenge on men with with her teeth. Oh no. Oh no. And somebody came up with that idea and spent money to turn it into a movie. Zombie, <laughs> yeah. Zombievers is another one that's kind of in the same line of teeth. Yes, it's actually not a bad. That's probably one of like the better first. like satirical horror movies. Uh, oh, just, no, they're actual beavers, but the it's obviously a play on the the hot girls that are in the movie. But um, it's it's these killer beavers that just ruin these people's camping trip. <laughs> It's so sad. It's so sad. Like, it was sad. They're just trying to have a you know a nice cabin trip, you know. Uh, these beavers just come and they just destroy everything. It's just tragic. You know what's cool about um, Thanksgiving? 
Um, there was no Thanksgiving two. Oh man, I can't imagine why. But but there was a Thanksgiving oh. three. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Trolls two. Yeah, right. Trolls two. Right. There's never a Trolls one. It's just Trolls two is the first movie. I'm looking at I'm on IMDb at more movies like Thanksgiving, and I'm finding the Velocipaster, oh. a story of dinosaurs and a priest, <laughs> the Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> I found Santa's sleigh. Ooh, that's probably a good one. Featuring Bill Goldberg. How about Spaghetti Man? <laughs> I, a teenage were skunk. Hold on, Spaghetti Man. Here's the description. Clark doesn't care about you. Oh, cool. He doesn't care about the world. He barely cares about himself. But after an incident with an old bowl of spaghetti in a malfunctioning microwave, he becomes a superhero that can fight crime with the power of spaghetti. Let's go. However... You have to pay him. We have to pay him. Spaghetti I think man. That. That's a Spaghetti nice twist. Man. Guys, there are so many movies uh, that I feel like are just gems that we've got to watch. Yeah. Uh, like I'm watching a trailer. I'm watching a trailer stories. right now called Pork Chop. <laughs> Chad, Chad, we're in the middle of a podcast, my oh, man. God, <laughs> trailers for movies. Sorry, hey, before, no, no. before we I mean, this is where we're at right now, guys. This is where we're at. Before we wrap, I want to go back to weird beer rules because you're talking about how like awful your beer selection is in Harrisburg. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you guys might know this, but you know Indiana's weird beer rule. Uh, which one? Fair, probably. Um, if it is not a liquor store, you cannot sell <clears throat> cold beer. Cold beer. Cold beer. What? So we went. Hold on. We went Hold to Louisville for a uh, concert, me and a couple of buddies, a couple of years ago. And we just stayed across the river in Indiana. And we're like, all right, we're going to pregame this show. Like, just get hammered in the hotel room. We were down there. And we went to like four different places. And we're like, why the hell is none of the beer in the fridge? We couldn't find cold beer to drink. We're like, this is bullshit. So we finally went to a liquor store and we're like checking out with our beer. And we're like, we've been looking everywhere for cold beer. Like, what is going on? They're like, oh, you can't sell cold beer unless it's a liquor store. So like, like uh, you know, grocery stores, gas stations, pharmacies, none of them can sell cold beer. Why? Are you ready? Are you ready? That's a that's here's. You want to know my story yeah. for tonight? Because yeah. I'm here for work. I've got other people. And I went to Sheets, which is right here by the hotel that I'm staying at. And I walked in and I wanted to get some drinks for the other people. You know, I wasn't selfish. I wasn't just buying like one six pack or whatever I was buying. So I bought three different beers, uh, three different six packs. And I get up to the front to check out. And the guy looks at me and he goes, oh, I'm going to have to ring this up on three separate transactions <laughs> what the hell? and, and between those transactions, you're going to have to take the beer out of the store. No. <laughs> so I had to like buy one beer, walk it out to the car, come back in and buy another beer, walk it out God. to the car and then come back in and buy another beer. And I, who, who is sitting in a room somewhere? What old piece of shit man who has some weird religious views is sitting in a room somewhere going, 
Um, I've got a rule that I think we need to implement. Uh, you cannot have multiple beers in one transaction, but as long as they take it out to the car and then come back and buy more, they're fine. You what was the point what of all that? You buy, what if you buy a 24 pack? Right. Right. Oh, God. Right. I know you took those six packs back and you're like, you guys better fucking appreciate these. You have no idea what I had to go through. <laughs> Listen, I, it makes me appreciate the, the state of Ohio. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because I know they've got, I know they only have the one weird, the only rule, and I, I totally disagree with this too. You should be able to buy this shit whenever, wherever you want. Uh, so I know they've got the rule that you can't buy certain things before like 11 o'clock on a Sunday, which is so stupid. <laughs> Not but that bad. Whatever. Out, outside of that though, in Ohio, it's probably it's pretty much like you want to buy it at Target, buy it at Target. You want to buy it at the store, buy it at the right. store. Liquor Tennessee, store, whatever. you can buy you, you can buy wine, beer, champagne, liquor. Uh, no, you, uh, sorry, you can buy beer um, on Sundays. Other than that, you can buy anything else on Sundays. At the frugal McDougals. At the frugal, oh, frugal McDougals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know about Mac the frugal Mac. You better believe I do. <laughs> you better believe I do. That's I remember. Sword. I remember. Remember the last time I was in uh, Nashville, I bought like a giant, like five gallon bottle of, 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 of Jack. Before I left they, there. they had the cheapest liquor prices I've ever seen. Oh Google yeah. McDougal? Yeah. Ooh, I know where I'm going to check out. You, know, you get a handle of Sailor Jerry's for like Nashville. 18 bucks. See, there you go. See, just don't buy your stuff. Don't don't get weird stuff in. Just don't go to Pennsylvania or Indiana. They're very dumb. They're crazy. I'm not going to say that. I like the state of Pennsylvania in general, but like, d- yeah, that's get crazy. Your beer together. Don't make up weird beer rules. Get your beer. Get your stuff beer together. together. Get your beer together. Don't make up weird beer rules. So, all right, guys. Uh, again, let's throw out a special thank you uh, to our new friend of the show, Emmett Golden. Uh, Emmett was absolutely awesome with us here tonight. We had a great time talking all things Browns, all things Buckeyes, and uh, and then getting into some even some video games and stuff like that. Uh, again, catch Emmett on Twitter at egoldie80, uh, and then you can catch him weekdays 3 to 5 p.m. as the co-host with Gerard Cherry and Matt Fontana on The Next Level on ESPN Radio. Uh, but for us here, uh, for Chad at Garage Beers, Chad, uh, on both Twitter and Instagram at for Joey at Garage Beers Joe on Twitter. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers Mike on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow the show at the Garage Beers on Twitter and Instagram and at the Garage Beers podcast on Facebook. Interact with us. Suggest what our next Garage Beers of the week should be, what your garage beer is, and, and so much more. Uh, but for the guys, uh, again, thank you to Emmett Golden for uh, being our special guest tonight. We will catch you again next week here on the Garage Beers podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you then. Cheers, everybody.
all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.